Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOE FM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel you're stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Today I'm extremely pleased to be with uh, Cynthia Robson. She is a Young at heart, senior, former hepatitis C patient, and she manages a large chronic pain Facebook group. Thanks, Cynthia, for being on the phone, and I'm very happy to talk to you today. I'm very happy to talk to you too, Doc Christine. Thank you very much, Cynthia. Just call me Christine. It's fine for my friends, and I hope you will be one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I just wanted to ask you, how did you become the person you are today? What's your story? I love people's story and listening to them. And we all have to learn so much from how other people uh, live through adversity. Right. Um, hmm. Well, my story started with a, with a rather saddened childhood. I had... Uh, My mother abandoned myself and my five-year-old brother and my long-distance truck-driving father hmm. at uh, the age of 10. Mm -hmm. So I took over as my mother, basically, wow. uh, from then on and raised my little brother. He was uh, four and a half years younger than I was. Wow. Um, things were kind of tough as a teenager. My father started drinking and And he took it out on me, and so I was happy to get away from that and start a life of my own in my mm. 20s where I was um, I was in a couple of bands, um, just basically wedding and party bands. What did you play and, for an instrument? Um, I played a little bit of uh, conga, tambourine, maracas, just, just rhythm instruments like that. Okay. Um, mostly I sang and danced. Hey, you sang and danced. That's amazing. <laughs> well, it was fun in the twenty when I was in my twenties. But yeah. <laughs> I have um I have an ankle that was shattered by a horse when I was thirteen, and it was never casted or looked at at all. Mm. So um, by the time I was about thirty five, it started settling in with um, osteoarthritis, and now it's to the point where I I'm pretty much a limper. Um, I wear Birkenstocks. I'll brag about them all day long. I wear them too right now, actually. I love them too. You love them too. They're mm -hmm. just perfect for holding my arch in place and not allowing it to collapse like it wants to. And um, and then I had a rather 
bad experience as marriage went, as far as my marriage went. I was married for 10 years, but uh, during those 10 years, I took a lot of physical abuse, emotional abuse. It is, it is um, often really interesting how people replicate their childhood experience in the exactly. first marriage. I did exactly. the same thing, so I, I hear you. I know where you came from. It's not the right it's thing hard to do. to break the cycle. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we become just so sort of, um, um, you know, we become we become so easy to uh, to accept things that are that we're accustomed to. Right. We don't really question them, and uh, it took me quite a long time to get out of that marriage. And I was a single mom for. Quite some. How quite did you get years. out of that marriage? Because many people that are still stuck in those marriage might want to know how do you actually bring up the courage to get out of it and go towards well, what, the unknown, which is scary as hell, especially if your child to look after. Right. Well, one night he was being particularly abusive. Both the kids were in bed. Hmm. And um, so I just put on my winter boots and coat and I laughed and. I walked up to the top of the hill. I felt like turning around and looking at the house, and I could see his shadow standing in the in the dining room window. I just waved bye bye, and um, I went and caught a cab to my girlfriend's house in the city. And we spent about five days figuring out how we were going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to go to school and kidnap my daughter from kindergarten. And when we got to school, she wasn't there. And the kindergarten teacher was the vice principal. She saw me walk by, and she said, can I talk to you for a minute? And I said, oh, of course. So she explained to me how we could get the children away from my husband without hurting him. And she said, if you have a driveway, don't park in the driveway. Park on the street. Leave your purses in the car. Leave your keys in the car. And just get out and make like you're going in for just a little visit. Then as soon as he leaves the room or something you can each grab a child and run yeah well as it turned out when we pulled up both kids came running out the front door of the house with their winter boots and coats on and whatever he was taking them somewhere i guess but uh we piled them in the car and took off and he jumped on the roof of the car Mm. and was smashing away at the windshield it was actually the, the principal who uh, saw us drive by and called the police to come and take him off the car. Oh, my so they, God. They gave me about an hour to go home and get bags of clothes and, you know, personal possessions for my children and myself. And then uh, I saw a lawyer, and about, oh, maybe about five days later, I went back with a locksmith and changed the locks on the doors and had a restraining order against him mm. and divorce proceedings in place. So you were living in the house and he was in jail or what happened to him? No, no, he he got, he was only arrested. They told me, that's why they said you've only got about an hour because that's about all we can hold on to him for <gasps> to go home and get your possessions. But once I spoke to a lawyer about a divorce, he said you should have the house because you have, you know, both the children, you're, yeah. you're, uh, you're entitled to the house. So I, um, I went back and bravely took the house back. <laughs> wow, good for you. Yeah, so that was a it was did a Did he leave you alone after curve, that? Or did he stalk curve. you or did he leave you alone? Um nowadays uh he's still he's remarried and 
he still, you know, speaks with my children and sees mm-hmm. them at Christmas and birthdays and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as seeing me, he 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 actually, I was in uh, Cabo San Lucas and he saw me twice and didn't speak to me, so I didn't see him. But mm. I guess he's afraid to speak to me. <laughs> Maybe a good thing now. Mm-hmm. So how did you sure then proceed? You had the house, the two children, and how did yeah, you... And- manage then transitioning and what what did your life look like i mean how did you pick up hepatitis c and well that i got after my son was born mm. i hemorrhaged uh, severely in october of 1985 and i was given a transfusion okay that was tainted and blood and they didn't yeah, know at that point they didn't know it then yeah so But I, I went through um, three bouts of chemotherapy, two or 48 weeks each of mm-hmm. interferon therapy that mm-hmm. you inject yourself at home, mm-hmm. and they both failed. So the last one I was pretty sure would fail too because all it was was one pill a day, but one pill a day for 12 weeks, and I was cured. Wow, that's nice. That's amazing. Yes, my liver has healed itself. Yeah, the liver is um, one of the most regenerative organs. Right, I've been very lucky in yeah. that department. If you mm-hmm. if you stop the what's poisoning it, the liver is is really able to regenerate itself big time. Oh, I know, and the um, the one thing that I try to stay away from as much as I possibly can is pharmaceuticals because mm-hmm. I know how harmful they are to the liver. But that pill you took for 12 weeks, that was pharmaceutical, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so there are some that really work and that are good for you and others that are not so, like, for you. Like the, Tylenol. Yeah. <laughs> Tylenol is hard on the liver. And it's funny mm-hmm. because there's an antidote to Tylenol. It's called acetylcysteine. In Germany, they sell it as a cough medicine. Oh, really? And, yeah, that people can use it because it gives the tile it gives the liver what it needs to detoxify the Tylenol. Oh that's interesting. Mm. I wonder why we don't have that here. You can buy it as a supplement, but it's not well known and it should be because some people they I mean the the poison centers know it, they give you that when you have an overdose, but mostly it's too late when you feel the effects of a Tylenol overdose. Right. What did you say the name can you spell the name of Yeah. It's called acetyl Sustain, N-acetyl sustain, N-A-C sometimes. It's just abbreviated N-A-C. Okay. It's in many liver detox supplements. Uh, health food stores like in oh, yes. and that sort of thing. They will have Attitude. it and online you can get it, obviously. Right. So from having your okay. hepatitis cured and the children obviously grown up, how did you provide for them, sick being sick uh, yourself? Well, I was by myself for a period of about uh, seven years, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was kind of tough. I did a lot of traveling. I worked on the road, and um, my sister-in-law, luckily, I mean, unluckily, my brother had a severe head injury at work, Mm -hmm. and so he was, uh, he's pensioned for life. He's Mm -hmm. severely disabled. Mm -hmm. But since that happened, my sister-in-law was able to babysit for me because mm. so, she lived in the same uh, town as I do. And I did a lot of uh, traveling to um, other provinces and so on to work 
um, to support, to be able to support my my uh, children and myself. And then when I was, uh, I guess it was it probably be about 1998, I met uh, another fellow and had a common law relationship for 10 years, or not 10 years, for uh, 8 years. Hmm. And we're still good friends, but just not actually, we don't together. get together anymore. Yeah, well, that, that happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. often the second time around is better than the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we were better friend, we're better as friends, I think, than we were as... Uh, as Common law partners, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. happens, and... That's okay, and I understand that. But you really went through a lot of hardship and probably caused a person. Do I get that right? Probably caused a person to what? To grow as a person. Right. Become a right. stronger right. person. As we say, right. if what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You're stronger, yes. Yeah. Some people say. say, God, I'm strong enough. <laughs> <laughs> And that is a yes, nice nice end for the first half of today's show. And in the second half, I really would uh, like to transition to your work that you do now, probably not paid as uh, uh, administrating that uh, relatively large chronic pain Facebook group. Yes, no, and I'm I'm not paid. I just do that out of the love of my heart. I thought so. And you're a wonderful <laughs> person. And I talked to you a little bit before the show and before, and it's it's very nice. And I'm looking forward to the second half. So this yeah. is the end of the first half here on 97.5 Community Radio. And mm-hmm. after the commercial, please tune in for more about Cynthia Robson and her struggle with chronic pain and how she went into being the administrator of a chronic pain Facebook support group. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOEFM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today I'm excited to talk again with Cynthia Robson. A wonderful lady struggled through her life and made it out a young at heart senior giving back in her chronic pain Facebook group. Thank you for being back, Cynthia. Uh, thank you, Christine. Now, tell us a little bit, how did you get into chronic pain and chronic pain support groups and then founded the Facebook group or became administrator? Well, I actually, um, I suffer from chronic pain. I have uh, an ankle that was shattered um, mm-hmm. by a horse kicking me when I was 13 I shattered both my knee, my knees about uh, seven or eight years ago. Oh. I have shattered toes on my good leg. So because of um, uh, these uh, chronic regional pain 
syndrome, like my knees ha- suffer from the most, um, I started to invest, you know, started to realize that I'm not going to get any better. When I went to the uh, orthopedic surgeon and he told me, what do you expect me to do with this? It's been shattered about my ankle. I kind of went, oh, so I just have to contend with more and more pain all the time. So I have learned to, um, I've taught myself how to avoid taking opiates Mm. um, through the use of I am a medical marijuana user. Okay. And um, I find that very helpful with pain. And I also um, take um, um, I take I take some pharmaceuticals. Um, One that I take for I have fibromyalgia as well, Mm -hmm. and fibromyalgia causes me sometimes to have incredible cramping from the waist down before I go to bed. Mm. And if it's really, really bad, I take a medication called Flexeril, but mm-hmm. I, I don't like relaxant. to take it very often because mm. of my age, and it destroys my short-term memory for about, about three or four days after taking it. Wow. I, You're sensitive I, can, I can't even remember what I had for breakfast or if I even did. Wow, wow. So. <laughs> That's interesting that it has that effect on you because my husband takes it every now and then because he has his shoulders ruined and his knees and he has no side effects from it. <laughs> Mm. So well, that's really it, interesting it how different we are. Something else that I take as mm. well, I, I don't know. It could be, you know, um, mm. my thyroid could have something to do with it. I'm hypothyroid. I always say people are very individual and the reaction to medications, nutrients and whatever is very individual. That That's true too. That yeah. is true. Very true. And so basically mm. um, I started this forum thinking that there would be more and more people um, interested in chronic pain management Mm -hmm. as the opioid crisis started in the States. Yes. And um, actually, of the people in my group, I would say three-quarters are Americans. Mm -hmm. I have some people from Canada, England, and Australia, as well as uh, the Middle East. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is... uh, it's a group that's dedicated basically to um, people so that people can ask each other questions about, you know, have you ever tried this and has it worked for you? Mm-hmm. You know, my doctor just prescribed this for me and it doesn't work at all. Does mm-hmm. it work for you? You know, and other people will say, oh, heck no, that never worked for me or whatever. And so it's it's more of a, a chit-chat group, but it it does it is there for people when they're having bad days mm-hmm. because... We're all a compassionate group because um, many of us don't have outside sources of compassion. Mm. Um, I understand a lot of that. Time yeah. When, yeah, especially a lot of time when times when a um, when somebody's uh, disabilities are not visible, mm. if they're not walking around all bent and crooked with a cane or. Or yeah. something, you know, you don't you don't necessarily notice that they're suffering. Yeah. And we we also have people that are in our group that are suffering from depression. Hmm. And um, so, you know, I just we between between myself and um, the two other administrators, we basically try to direct people to um, 
towards things that they may that may offer them help. If mm. somebody is extremely depressed, you know, we try to cheer them up, but we say, you know, you should make an, an appointment with the doctor and see about perhaps trying something something new to, you know, make you feel better. Mm. But um, a lot of them have gone through everything, and and they're just didn't. There's a lot of people in my group that are very close to being yeah. suicidal. I so. I understand that because I have been there myself. I don't know if you know that, but uh, I had mm, chronic no, pain for ten years, chronic back pain. That's a mm-hmm. pain that you most of the time can't see, and mm-hmm. I was extremely depressed to the point that I thought and tried to end my own life. Thank God I didn't. Because mm-hmm. now I overcame that and I don't have any back pain anymore, or at least not significant amount, and I am free of depression. So I combine conventional and alternative modalities. I use it for myself and my clients, and it works in most cases. I, I won't say I can fix shattered knees. I can't. Right. That's just... Right, right. Uh, but sometimes it's amazing how the body can heal itself when given the right support. That's correct. And I love it when a group like yourself does mental support, which is so important. And many people with chronic pain get isolated, especially when they're depressed. And the problem is when you have chronic pain for a long time and nobody recognizes it around you, you get depressed from it. Right. The pain makes, and often the pain leads to you losing something. For me, it was my profession as a doctor in Germany. I had to give up my practice because of it. And that what spiraled me into depression. Yeah. And many people, when they have a big loss because of the chronic pain, and many people lose their job, they can't work no more. That's true. And they need support to stay mentally as healthy as they can and many people start struggling at that point as you and I shared and uh, I, I really yeah. think it's great to honor everybody's struggle and help them come out as a better and stronger person mm-hmm. and that's what I you do and, and I really that. love it and I commend you for it, and uh, I'm I'm very fortunate to have made your acquaintance in that group. I'm, and I'm, I'm very, very fortunate to have made yours. Thank you so much, Cynthia. You you're a very very loving and giving people person, and uh, it's a lot of work to manage yeah. a large group, and I understand that. Yes, thank you. And there's a lot going on in that group. Would you like to share the name of the group? It's called the Chronic Pain Management Forum, and it's on Facebook. And uh, if anybody is interested in getting the link directly to the group, can find Uh, it? Yeah, they can find it, and it will ask them a question. Mm -hmm. The question is, what is the nature of your pain? Excellent. And then once they've answered the question, then I uh, I approve their application and they're welcome in. That's good. And if uh, you can't find the group, you want to know, send me an email. My email here at the station is christine at communityradio.ca. Or you can contact me through my website, which is docchristine.com. And... Uh, 
I'm I'm very humbled to talk to you today because you went through a lot in your life and came out a strong, giving back, good person, and that always impresses me deeply. Well, thank you, dear. That's very nice to hear. I um, I think that the saying is, uh, "What doesn't kill you makes you stronger" is a pretty good one. Yeah, and it it does to an extent, but I always find when we share our own struggles and I thank you very much for sharing yours that it inspires people that are right now struggling to find some way to grow through the struggle and it tells them there's a light at the end of the tunnel like I said in the beginning you'll come out and you'll see the sun it won't be a freight train you'll see the sun (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Freight trains are gone for now and gone for good as far as I'm concerned. Pretty much. And I always think of the experience as a, a growing up in Germany, going through the big tunnels in the Alps. See, when you go in, the long tunnel, they, you only see dark. You don't see the end. And then oh. there's a sudden turn, and then you get to see the southern sun. Not before, because if you were seeing it before, you would be blinded by it. So there's the sudden turn at the end and the sunlight. So that's the metaphor, the light at the end of the tunnel. That's why I like it so much. Right. There's a sudden turn and then the light is there and you said, oops, it was just a long tunnel. It's not the end of the world. So thank you so much for being on the show, Cynthia. It was a pleasure to talk to you. I hope we can talk again sometime. Yes, I hope I hope we do too, Dr. And Christine. Thank you very much. And this brings me to the end of today's show. Please don't hesitate mm-hmm. to contact me with any questions, thoughts, comments, or suggestions. Or if I, you would like I to contact... I didn't get your email. It's Christine. It's Christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, at communityradio.ca. And I'm always grateful for Facebook feedback i can send you an email with the data if you want to share it and i also want to extend a special thank you to today's producer jim francis and his lovely assistant hannah yes thank you tim and hannah and thank you you might not know it but this is a volunteer-run non-profit radio station and we even have an art gallery and if you're local and you'd like to drop in we are at 11 glendale avenue lower sackville nova scotia Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon on 97.5 CIEFM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day.